Welcome to the Self-Publishing School Podcast. This is the podcast to listen to if you're an aspiring writer or an author who wants to be more successful. On this show, you'll learn how to write and launch a book successfully, all from the top authors and people just like you who are doing it at the highest level. I'm your host, Chandler Volt, the founder of Self-Publishing School, the author of the book called Published, and the CEO of selfpublishing.com. For free training on how to publish a book that sells 10,000 copies, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. Hey, Chandler Bolt here, and joining me today is Bob Lodick. I'm joining you from the Boathouse for maybe one of the last times we'll see on the pod. Um, so Bob is a, a, he's a high-performing financial coach. He's got an award-winning website and podcast, seedtime.com and the Seed Time Money podcast, uh, which yours truly uh, has been a guest on. We did a, we did a little pre-launch strategy session over there on the Seed Time Money podcast. Um, the, the site and the podcast have reached over 50 million people in the past decade. Um, he's the author of multiple books, including his most recent book, Simple Money, Rich Life. If you're watching on the YouTube channel, you can see that beautiful framed uh book cover slash uh just amazing piece of artwork uh in the background so uh, we're gonna be talking about um behind the scenes of his most recent uh launch uh, we'll also talk maybe a little bit about getting reviews for your book you've got a bunch of reviews on a couple of his books um self-publishing versus traditional publishing uh unpacking a bunch of stuff here i'm excited for this chat bob welcome great to have you yeah thanks for having me man i'm excited to chat and dive in it's fun going full circle, you know, on your podcast to, to, and kind of, I feel like it was part interview part, like we're just prepping and, 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 and brainstorming for the lunch yeah. and then now to be able to recap and say, Hey, what worked, what didn't, what'd you learn? So I guess for starters, why books? Like you've got, yeah. I, I, according to Amazon, three books now um, that you've published over the years, and there might even be a couple more that are, that are discontinued. <laughs> Um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so uh so why books why have they been a, uh, such a big part of of your life and what you do yeah so i accidentally wrote my first kindle book it was a blog post that had been seven eight thousand words or something like that and this was probably 2010 maybe and i thought you know what Kindle was kind of out and becoming a little of a thing. I'm like, I'll just throw it up on there and see what happens. And so I added a little bit to it, maybe 10,000 words. I don't really know. Uh, and it just started kind of doing well on Kindle. And um, so, anyway, so that that just got my you know wheels turning a little bit, like just thinking about that a little bit. And I ended up doing a couple more self-published books. Uh, but I will say none of them I felt like um, I put in the effort to really create a great book that um, that it, it takes to make a really great book. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. easy to just throw something up on Kindle. Mm -hmm. um, and anyway, so my last book, when I went with a tra traditional publisher, like very much dove all in and like really tried to make as great of a book as possible. And so um, anyway, we can go wherever you want from there. Got it. So you said, hey, I'm going to go maybe a little bit slower and more methodical. Uh, more methodically, is that the word? Um, but <laughs> but I, I, I'm going to make a better book that's kind of built to last. Yeah. With and then you obviously traditionally publish. We'll unpack that a little bit later. I'm curious to hear your thoughts between the two. Uh, mm -hmm. Why this most recent book? What was the kind of what was the impetus um, for this book? And how did you see? It, it feels like 
this was kind of the the book that was very on brand for mm-hmm. you in kind of like a brand book. Um, why this book and how do you see it kind of growing your business or your brand? Yeah, so I've been started blogging in 2007. Uh, and then from there, you know, wrote a couple of those books, started podcasting, started creating courses like YouTube, like started doing all of the digital media creator stuff. Um, and anyway, and so basically we're like 15 years later and, and I just kind of realized that all of those things, it's hard to wrap all of that. And maybe, maybe not a course, but in terms of a podcast, a blog, um, a YouTube channel, like it's hard to just take all of the information and put it in an orderly package to hand someone. And a book is really good at that. You know, this, a book is really, really good for that purpose. And so, um, that was a lot of the motivation behind it. How do I take everything I've learned, everything I've done, everything that's worked for me, roll that up into one package that I can hand someone. And then, you know, as well as I do, like books reach a different audience and they carry a level of um, credibility with them that is still really funny to me. Like, I, cause I don't get it cause it's so easy, but yet it carries this credibility with it that, um, is just a different thing. Like there's a lot of people who just care more about the fact that you have a book than they do that you have a hundred thousand YouTube subscribers, you know, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, like they don't yeah. care about that. That doesn't mean anything to them, but yeah. the fact that you're an author, it's like, Oh wow. Okay. Well, I'm going to take him seriously now. Mm. You know, and have you seen that on the, I mean, I know it's only been a few months since the launch, but have you seen that come to fruition yes. on the other 100%. side of this? How hundred percent. Like it's, it's, it's blown my mind, like on a new level through all this, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I had this, I mean, I, this might happen to you all the time, but like, I had this guy reach out who, um, said, Hey man, I'm going to be in Franklin. I know you live there. Like, I don't know you from Adam, but I want to come over to your house and have you autograph my book. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, sure. Why not? Yeah. yeah. So the guy came over and, um, you know, just tell me how much he loves the book. And just, anyway, it's just stuff like that. Um, and then in terms of, uh, people reaching out, wanting to, I guess, pay me more money for deeper dive services that we don't even offer yet. They were actually working on developing right now, like a higher end, more involved product, uh, because people just keep asking for it. And it just really kind of started since we wrote the book. Um, so it's been really good. That's really interesting. It's, it's funny to me. Cause I mean, this wasn't your first book. Um, just like, you know, my most recent book wasn't my first book either. And I started giving them out a lot. And that's just one thing I learned from how Elrod. I, I remember going to his breakfast or lunch or something with him and he gets into a conversation with the server. He's like, hold on, I'll be right back. <laughs> and he runs out to his car and he grabs the book and he gives him a book. And I just saw him do that at least like at least, one or two or three times and it dawned on me oh wow this is a way to deepen relationships just in my local community it's like it's 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 easy to think about oh this in the digital world you know you got a big blog a big youtube channel this it's like all right it's going to expand the reach there but just deepening relationships and creating momentum and reciprocity for your business locally and so i've been doing this we were talking before this um, I'm in the middle of renovations. And so I have people show up to do different things. They'll say, oh, hey, by the way, like, I don't know, here, here's a copy of it. This is my new book. Uh, you know, maybe maybe if you know anyone that's writing a book that might might be helpful for them. If, if not, um, maybe, you know, maybe you can read it or whatever. Just give it to so, them. So, okay, I want to ask people, you about that. Yeah, yeah. Can I, I want to, I want to pick your brain yeah. on this real quick. Yeah. So in terms of Hal, like I know he's sold, what, a couple million copies? 
like a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Millions, I think. It's, I think it's like maybe even two or three million. Yeah, I mean, so point. really, really it's good. Yeah. Um, and I thought I remember hearing that Stephen Pressfield had given out 18,000 copies of The War of Art. Don't know if that's accurate, but I thought I'd heard that. That's really and interesting. So I'm curious, like, do, are you of the mindset now, like where you're giving out a book to anyone who will take it from you or are you shooting for someone who expresses some level of interest and so it's not just going to be yeah whatever a coffee table paperweight yeah. type thing that's a great that's a great question and i i that's it i just interviewed stephen pressfield at our uh, live event a couple weeks yeah. ago i wish i would have known this i would ask or this this stat i would ask him about it well so let, let me let me let me hit the punchline on that story and then come back and answer your question yeah. um and so i think the thing that was interesting to me, you know, having been an author for a while now, is just seeing it in real life. People are like, oh my gosh, can you sign this? And then oh, I'll tell yeah. my family that I had the author sign it. Just like the guy who said, I don't know you from Adam, but yeah. I'm coming to Franklin. I want you to sign my book. Yeah. It's, this, it's, this, it's this very kind of interesting real life personification of something that it's like, I don't even see myself as that. Yeah. It's like this guy yeah. that's going to sign your book and you're going to go tell your family about it. Uh, it's like, yeah. That's, that's kind of crazy to me. Um, but to, to answer your question, I guess directly, I think, I think it depends on the end goal for your book. And maybe not. Like I think, yeah. a grass, uh, I think you can do a lot of online stuff and to, and to spark a grassroots movement. It's one person to one person, which then kind of cascades and goes one to many. And so for me, the goal of the book is to grow the business. So I look at it as a $5 business card. It's better than a business card. I give someone yep. a business card. They're going to throw it away probably within 24 hours. I give them the book. They keep it. And maybe they give it to someone that wants to write a book. Maybe they read it. Maybe, it, but it's in their office or home. And every yeah. time they see it, they think of me and, and my business. And so, and then locally, it's just, I, I, I feel like it kind of fits the ethos of what I like to do, which is add value first. And, yep. and so yep. for me, it's like, oh, cool. If, if someone's, you know, whether they're cleaning my house or delivering furniture or, you know, I'm going to the chiropractor or whatever, I just give it out. And then- yeah. You know, crazy stuff happened. Like I went to the chiropractor, random thing, and gave him a copy of the book. And the next thing I know, it's in, it's sitting there as like on the wall of like these are my patients. Um, oh wow! It's like that book's there, so everyone that comes in there, it's there. That's so great. Just little bitty things like that, and yeah. then that sparked a conversation with the guy in the office one time who's writing a book. And I said, "Oh, hey, let me run out to the car and grab you a copy." Yeah. And so it just kind of sparks this thing, which for me, you know, it's five or six bucks. It's 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 not a big deal. And it, and it starts off a relationship off, right. Which I don't know, what's your take? Yeah. I mean, well, I do know, like in terms of back end, I think at the, the moment, like, I mean, you have a really good refined back end that this book ties real nicely into. Um, and so like, it makes solid sense for you. Like us, it's a little bit more indirect of a play. Like we're, you know, from this, our book driving people into, you know, different email funnels. That's really what we probably did 12 different uh, resources out of the book that were pointing them to the site where they can get go deeper with us and whatever. And none of them are direct sales, but they get them on our email list and then possibly they end up joining one of our other courses and we're creating, like I said, a higher product now. Um, so it's a little bit less direct, but still um, in my case with this book in the success that I feel like we've seen and anecdotally the the feedback that we've gotten um like i'm very confident about the book in terms of 
its ability to change someone's life if they actually read it. Uh, so it has me, cause like at this point, anyone who's been expressed any interest, I just give it to them, but I haven't been like just standing on a street corner, like passing it out type of thing. And, and so I'm like trying to figure yeah. out that sweet spot of yeah. what level of interest, um, do I want to hand it to someone to, you know what I mean? And so that's yeah. why I asked, but I, that's a helpful, question. helpful. It's answer. a great question. And, and I think my current best thinking is I'm trying to remember this to do this actually, but it's, it's like, if I go to an entrepreneur dinner or a mastermind dinner or something where there's a group of smart people, yeah. I'm trying to remember to just bring books for everyone. Mm. And it's, I feel like there's a part of me that's like, ah, oh, this is kind of tacky. But then there's another part of me that's like, no, this is, I'm, I'm literally giving someone some of my best work. Yeah. Um, and I'm just adding that. And, and, you know, if it sparks a conversation, it sparks a conversation, but with no expectation. Yeah. And it's led to, you know, I've done that a few times and it's led to opening a bunch of doors. Yeah. Um, which has been really cool. So talk to me, Bob, about the launch. Um, what were, how did you launch successfully? I know we, we kind of talked on your podcast on a precursor of this. Yeah. How did you launch successfully and what were the top? Uh, two or three things that sold the most books. Yeah, well, yeah, I'll just thank you again for doing that podcast with me because that was, uh, yeah, you know, and I was, I just did a podcast with someone yesterday and he said, this is really selfish. I have so many questions. I'm like, those are the best podcasts. And that's what it was with you. Like, I got so much benefit out of that. Just, yeah, just being able to bounce ideas off you. But, um, but we focused primarily on podcasts, podcast outreach. Um, we created a launch team. Uh, the social side, um, besides the launch team, like, I don't know, we didn't hit the gas too hard on that. Cause I, I don't know. I just felt like I've asked a lot of people, um, in our world lately about what's moved the needle the most. And every single time I feel like people say social is kind of lowest on that, like just carpet bombing Instagram with your book a hundred times a day. Like, um, I don't know. I just don't think that that format works. There, there might be a better, more strategic way of doing it, but, but podcasts, particularly podcasts um, that obviously are right in line with your target market. Um, and especially if there's a decent following um, seem to do well, our publicist, we just used a publicist from the publisher. Um, our tradition, we went with Waterbrook, which is a Christian imprint of penguin random house and their publicist there. Um, I honestly thought did a pretty good job. Uh, and I went in like with really low expectations because everyone I've talked to who is traditionally published said like the marketing side, they're just terrible. Like you have to expect that, expect them to do nothing. And I felt like our publicist opened up a few doors that were helpful. Um, you know, and all of that stuff, it's, it's a combination of effort, like our story and how we're presenting it and, you know, his outreach and all this stuff. But I felt like we got some good, decent sized doors opening. Um, and, and even now, like we still have some interviews that we haven't done yet because they're on the books for three months type of thing. Um, but I would say for us in terms of what moved the needle the most, I think, I mean, obviously our email list, like we, we have a decent sized email list we've been building for a long time. Um, and so that was the biggest thing I think in the initial launch week, um, podcasts over the three or four month period uh, where I guess we're at about four months now um, have very much sustained a lot of the sales, I guess. Um, but I would say those are the big things that have moved the needle the most uh, from my perspective. 
Hey, Chandler Bolt here. I hope you're loving this episode so far. It's time to go from inspiration to implementation. All right, so if you've learned something, we want to help you implement what you've learned with your book. So what I want you to do right now is go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a publishing consultation with one of the experts on my team. We'll talk about your goals for your book, your dreams, your challenges, your next steps, and we'll start putting together a plan. All right, so go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a call with the team. Let's see how we can help with your book. It's time to implement. Awesome. Um, so kind of two-part follow-up on that. I think it'd be easy for someone listening on the podcast or watching on the YouTube channel to say, hey, Bob, you built an audience for, like you said, 10, 15 years, uh, and you got this yeah. massive audience. Uh, I don't have that. Uh, and so I think maybe a two-part question. One would be, um, were there components uh, that you did that you're like, Hey, I did these two or three things. You can do that without an audience or with an audience. Um, and that moved the needle. And actually I'll just, I'll, I'll stop there. And then I'll ask the second yeah. part of the question that to get your response. Uh, if I were starting over and I didn't have an audience. Yeah. I mean, honestly, a lot of what you wrote in this book answers that question. Um, but like I, uh, like the podcast thing, it was interesting. So I, I started with the publicist and just kind of tapped into all of the people he could reach. And then I reached out to, you know, so everyone, I think everyone has an audience. It's just a matter of whether you have a specific audience around what you're talking about in which, mm. you know, I'm sure you talk about this, but that's the first step. Like mm -hmm. as soon as you start writing your book, like start building an audience somewhere an ideally email list. If you can be, build an email list, I still think that's the most valuable thing. But I think it's really important too. like, I found this to be helpful um, and often overlooked the value of just going to your own personal Facebook page or personal Instagram account or whatever, just letting people know what's going on and asking them. Uh, so I sent this email and I actually remember James Clear saying this, um, sent an email said, Hey, I'm launching a book in six months. If you have any contacts, anyone in the press, anyone in the media who you think might be helpful, like, just let me know, shoot me an email back. Cause like that warm introduction is invaluable because mm -hmm. I very much found that a lot of the cold outreach, like cold outreach is just really hard. Like, especially for podcasts. I mean, Mary. your podcast, or I'm a podcast, we know like we get inundated with people wanting to be on the show and it's, yeah, it's, it's hard. I don't know if anybody has ever emailed me asking to be on my podcast and gotten on. Like who I didn't know already. Like cold outreach is just really, really hard. And I don't have like huge podcasts. Like, you know, we're very much like middle of the road. Um, and like, so for big A-list podcasts, uh, like you need an introduction. And so I mm -hmm. think tapping into the world that you already have around you, because um, like that's been fascinating. Like as I've, I've done that uh, a couple of different times for other projects that we're working on and just asking our audience, it's like, who do you know who does this? And it's always surprising. Like, you know, um, so anyway, that, I think that it can be really, really helpful. Uh, even if it's just your own personal Facebook page with a hundred people, mm. you know, so asking people in your life, who do yeah. you know in the press or in, uh, you know, that has podcasts, all that stuff. Um, yeah. that's great. What, what would you say? Um, I think a lot of people it's chicken or the egg, like, okay, well, do I go do what Bob did and do I spend 
10, 15 years building an audience and then launch, uh, then launch a book? Do I launch a book first? Do I kind of do a little bit of both? Uh, yeah. What's your take kind of knowing what you know now and being on the other side of the launch? Oh, I would never, I would never do it the way that I did it. Like and waiting, you know, but, but, and that's where it's all blurry because like I said, the first book came out in 2010, um, which was a topic I, I was talking about blogging. So that book was exclusively about blogging, which my primary content that I teach now is nothing to do with blogging. It's all personal finance, money management, how to build your wealth and whatever, all that stuff. Um, and so it's not really on brand anymore. Uh, but if I were starting over now, like with nothing, like I think that would be the path that I would take is start releasing self-published books and publishing the content on social media or snippets of it platform specific as I'm creating it. So writing chapter one and two, and as I do that, maybe release a blog post, maybe do a video on it on YouTube, maybe post some sections of it on Instagram, whatever, just to start growing some sort of following around that content as I'm creating it, as I'm building out the book. Then when the book's done, at least you have something, you have some people to start talking to about it. And now you might've even talked about this in here. I don't remember, but, um, but that approach is what I would do if I was starting over from scratch. Mm, got it. Okay. And, and when he says here or in this book, for those who are listening to the podcast, um, <laughs> this is, uh, this published. is uh, my new book published, um, the proven path from blank page to 10,000 copies sold, uh, available everywhere. Grab the audio book. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably like audios. Fantastic um, a, book. Highly recommend it. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It's true. Uh, so let's, let's talk, um, reviews. Yeah. So, so we talked about how'd you launch the book? What sold, what actually sold books, all that stuff. I was looking earlier, you've got almost 1700 reviews on one of your early books on blogging. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and then in the last, it's less as a time of recording this interview, I want to say it's less than four months from hub date of the newest book. And you've already got 227 reviews, mm -hmm. um, which is pretty wild. So um, obviously <laughs> you've done a great job um, getting reviews. What's worked well and, and any tips uh, for authors on how to get more reviews? So the first book, the blogging book, um, and uh, that book, I think that the reason we have the, as many reviews as we do is that we made the book free, Mike. And so we've just had a lot of people download it, um, you know, and so we're moving tons of copies. And then the only thing I ever did with that book really is just put a call to action asking for a review in the book, you know, like in which I think that's underestimated how powerful that can be, especially when you have a lot of people going through it. Um, now that said, like that book, you know, is just dated at this point, like, you know, and I don't, I don't know that I'm going to update it. I'm not really sure. I need to figure that out. Maybe we can have a brand discussion on that, but, um, but anyway, so that was, that's all I really did with that one. You know, I made it free on Kindle. And so we've just, over all these years, just sold a whole bunch of copies. And that's how it got to that. This book, I pretty much did everything you said, everything you laid out in this book published um, and uh, have the review sweeper going. So whenever anybody, yeah. so like I said, we have about 10 to 12 different spots in our book where, um, where we're asking or we're saying, hey, we got this resource over here to help you solve this problem that we're talking about in this chapter. You know, so just go over there and plug in your email and we'll send it to you type of thing. So we have lots of those and all of those paths ultimately lead to an email sequence where we're, you know, a couple of weeks later, how'd you like the book? Let me know. They reply. 
Um, and then we respond back and whatever they say, um, yeah, would you mind going over to Amazon and leaving a review? So like, that was a huge part. The launch team was the key to us getting that first hundred. Um, and that was really fun and exciting. That worked really well, uh, to getting to that first hundred point. And we did, um, trying to figure out what all we did exactly with the launch team, but we made it fun and we made, um, yeah, I just tried to give a lot of value to them for being on the launch team. And, uh, you know, obviously, no, you have to leave a review on Amazon type of thing. I didn't want to violate the terms or anything like that. But, um, oh, another thing we did, we also did your giveaway idea that you talked about in the book where you enter a giveaway by clicking the link that mm -hmm. takes them to the review cool. page. Yeah, I specifically said, you don't have to leave a review here, but if you're bored yep. while you're there, like, I'm yeah. not going to stop you. Yeah. And, um, and so that drove a good number of reviews as well. I think that, I don't know, that probably got us 25 or 30 reviews, um, oh, awesome. just from one email like that. And so, so that was fun. Uh, but yeah, but I applied all those different things and that's how we've gotten to whatever 227 it is right now. Cool. Um, what'd you, what'd you give away for that giveaway? Uh, that giveaway. Yeah. So this, I'll, I'll step back real quick and get to that. So one of the things we've done also is we've celebrated the milestone of a hundred reviews cool. and 200 reviews like on social because mm -hmm. hey, it's social proof. It validates yes. the, the book <laughs> while social and it's, and it's one of those things is like Instagram. I mean, really all social media is so good for this. When you can post something, it's like, I'm really excited about this, you know, where it actually is kind of a humble brag too and validates the social proof of the book and like that combination of all that stuff. Like I'm always looking for those things. And, and so celebrating those milestones are great ways to do that, you know? And so we hit a hundred, we celebrated that post on Instagram. I think we did a giveaway for that just to our audience, whatever. But for 200, like we, um, I posted maybe at 180 or something and said, Hey, I asked our community, what should we do when we hit 200 to celebrate? And all kinds of people gave me feedback of what we should oh, give cool. away. Nice. And so, That's so then I just screenshot it. I said, all right, we're going to give it all away. And so mm -hmm. it was stuff like people want a signed copy of the book. They wanted all of our courses. They want a one-on-one -on -one session with me, blah, 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 all this stuff. And so I said, all right, once we get to 200, we're going to give all this stuff away in one big bundle. And, uh, and so that was our giveaway for once we reached 200, um, that that was the thing we were going to giveaway and that's they were incented cool. to do that blah blah all that yeah that's fun so getting so kind of crowdsourcing what should what should we give away or mm -hmm. do to celebrate and then now the crowd is naturally behind that goal and yep. hitting that goal because they help decide what you're going to do when you hit it yeah um that's awesome did you um you may have mentioned this and i missed it um did you do the um the short i know you said hey would you mind copying and pasting that into yep. a link for an amazon review did you yep. you do the short link that's like an easy to remember link yep i created a pretty link just to send them directly because like because there's been tons of uh instagram dms as well where people just say hey really yeah. love your book and i'm like great would you mind go you know in that in that way i don't want to think about this link it's just a short yeah. pretty link and just throw it right in there that's super helpful tip cool and and can you just maybe the 30 second synopsis of what that is for people who aren't yep. familiar with that and, and why it's effective. So, uh, you know, if you go and find your actual Amazon review page, where you leave a review on it, it's a big, long, ugly link that you're never going to remember. 
And so one of the easiest things is just if you're using WordPress, like a plugin called Pretty Links, there's a whole bunch of different ways to do this, but go create a really short link. So ours is seedtime.com slash review. And so if you just click on that or type in that link, it'll take you directly to our review page and you can just leave a review there because, you know, I mean, you know, Amazon doesn't, it's not super intuitive and easy. It's not dummy proof to leave a review. You go find the book and it's like, all right, where do I need to click to leave a review? And, you know, and so as simple as we can make it for our people to leave a review, it's like, that's what we want to do. Right. Got it. That's awesome. Um, so let's, Switch gears, uh, maybe just a little bit. So you've traditionally published your most recent book. You've self-published mm -hmm. uh, multiple books. You spoke to this a little bit at the top of this interview. Um, what'd you learn from going each each route and what are maybe pros and cons or, or, or your takeaways after, after the fact? Yeah. So I know... I know different traditional publishers are different. Um, we went with Waterbrook because they were part of Penguin. And I thought, all right, if we're going to do traditional publishing, let's go with the biggest publisher we can find, um, have their resources, have their expertise on how to do things, all this stuff. And, um, you know, and I had people like, you know, uh, Ruth Sukup. I remember she was on your show and she has some very strong opinions about uh, traditional publishing. <laughs> And, and I talked to her before I went that route and, you know, she more or less warned me. It's like, this is going to be really hard and you're going to not like lots of pro parts of it. And she was right. Like there were some really hard things in there um, just in terms of how the publisher does things, the speed at which they do things, um, which is very different. You know, it's very, very different. And especially having come from self-published a handful of books and being able to go from idea to execution to on Amazon in a month, like and going through the process with the publisher over two and a half years, like it's so different. Um, and I created a much better book by in every sense of the word um, by doing that. But, um, but the question is, is it proportionally that much better? Like, and, and that's, that's the thing that like for me, you know, I would have to factor into the equation again of whether or not I would go with a traditional publisher again, um, because it was a lot of time invested. Um, you know, and, and part of what I wanted to learn by going with a traditional publishers is see how exactly they do it, you know, because you know, this world, like you've created great books um, from a self published route that look legit, they look good, they don't feel like a cheap, thrown together, self published book. Uh, and I just want to see how they did it so that even if I didn't go with one again, I could replicate that for myself doing it to self-published or even a hybrid kind of approach next time. Mm. And, and I feel like I learned all that. I feel like I got mm -hmm. that. Um, I would say, yeah, direct me from there. Yeah. What else I can uh, answer? Um, and I'd, I'd, I would just, are you glad you did it? And how, what's your thinking if, uh, for your next book, if you do another one? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm glad I did it. Uh, but not for the reasons that I think a lot of people think. I mean, because we got a decent sized advance. Um, and that was nice. But I would never suggest that anyone go with a traditional publisher for the advance. Um, even if you're getting a really good one. Uh, because if it's just, I think it's just one of the worst ways to make money. Like my dollar per hour spent um, taking that advance into consideration of the hours I spent and worked, um, mm. it's really, really low. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, and the other thing is I think 
a lot of people, I believed this, and I talk to people all the time who are like, well, I don't want to traditionally publish. I want to go with the publisher because they're going to help do a lot of heavy, heavy lifting. And um, that just is not true. Like every single thing, uh, like the publisher is depending on you to do the work. They're depending mm -hmm. on you to market it. They're, um, and they certainly do work. I'm not saying they don't do anything. And, and yeah. our publisher did a lot of work, but um, they're very dependent on the writer to do a lot of things. And I think a lot mm -hmm. of writers get in there and they think, oh, well, they're going to do this and they're going to be great at this. And a lot of times, like I found, well, it's like, I actually think my idea is better than that idea. Um, mm -hmm. And anyway, and so those are obviously points of contention that you have to work through. But yeah, yeah. I, 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 I almost liken it to not to confuse metaphors or have too many metaphors, but almost yeah. like working with a financial services company, you know, yeah. and traditional financial services companies are, you know, pretty slow and pretty antiquated. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you just go with someone based on the lowest fee, uh, then, and then you're like, Hey, here's all my money. Uh, you might not like the outcome or yeah. it's like hiring a, 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 you know, a contractor or someone to do a job and just going on the lowest price. I feel like yeah. it's almost, it's, it's the inverse, but also, but also the exact same thing as saying, Hey, just based on the advance, I'm going to go with this publisher. Cause that's yep. one part of the check that you're going to get. And then it's how, e and then there's, you're writing a check with the amount of time and energy that you spend on the book uh, to, yeah. to publish it successfully. And so it's, how can I, how can I work with the best publisher that's going to save me time, help move more copies uh, or just you know, be easier to work with yeah. uh, in the process. It's a really good yeah. takeaway. Um, kind of lightning round here, a couple of final questions. Um, how did you use your platform to sell books? You got 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. You got an Instagram following. You got a Twitter following. You got a successful blog. Like, is there anything that you did and for anyone else who, who has a platform um, yeah. that you feel like you did well as either as part of the launch or that you're embedding on an evergreen basis to keep moving copies of the book? Uh, I mean, I'll just start by saying YouTube, like we, we do have, yeah, it's one of our biggest platforms, but you know, and this is just the algorithmic mess of YouTube. Um, we didn't figure out how to create great content, driving book sales from YouTube. And I'm sure there's ways to do it, but we just, we didn't do that successfully. Uh, and, and honestly, I, we didn't put a whole lot of thought into how to do that either. And so that didn't do a lot for us, I don't think. Um, and even our podcast, like we didn't put a lot of work into, but one thing that we did was probably a series of maybe 10 or 20 episodes post-launch. We put a little um, boilerplate thing on there, just talking about the book being out, stuff like that. Um, but we didn't make a super strong push for it. But our email list uh, was where we definitely drove the most sales from and where we had the strongest push uh, and a lot of that. And, and I, part of this is just because I think I'm better at it was more strategic. Some of it's more overt emails where it's like, it's just about the book where the other stuff is a little bit more covert, like addressing a specific problem, you know, and then the solution that we're presenting is the book. Um, and so we, we hit that from a lot of different angles with our email list. And I think that that was the biggest thing. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out how to utilize Instagram um, to the best of our ability to drive book sales. Um, I mean, I, I don't feel like I have that dialed in yet, but yeah. That's cool. That's helpful. You might, um, 
I'm just checking out your, your YouTube channel and Instagram as we speak. Uh, and so you, you might check out the episode I did with Sean Cannell. Um, has a book mm. called YouTube Secrets. And he, yeah, talks, he, talk, he talks a lot about um, a couple of different concepts, but almost you, your book is the sponsor for the mm. video or what? Like, yeah. oh, this book is brought to you by yeah. Simple Money, Rich Life. I, and, and just like little things like that and, and using it in bumpers or intros or outros or that sort of thing to just keep it. So we've got this really powerful SEO bit. So it's like, if you can't crack the algorithm with a video about the book, then it's yep. okay. You know that you're creating other videos that you can crack the algorithm with, or, or at least one of them yep. is going to hit. And so using yep. the book as a, as a sponsor or a bumper or uh, yeah, that's a good idea. use YouTube to sell books, that'd be, that'd be a good episode for you. Um, yeah. I think parting couple of questions, Bob, uh, knowing what you know now, what would you give your, uh, what advice would you give to the Bob from, uh, you know, a year or two ago before, uh, publishing this most recent book and all the other Bobs out there who are thinking about, uh, doing maybe their first, their first book altogether or their first traditionally published book. Uh, <laughs> I would say that, um, I would warn myself about how stressful it's going to be. Like I had no idea too, how stressful it was going to be kind of going the traditional publishing route. And, and I think ultimately what it came down to was that um, in a lot of ways, I became an employee for them again, like, or uh, not again, but I became an employee for the publisher, which was really bizarre because I hadn't really thought of it through those lenses, but, um, but like they had the timeline, they had the schedule and I had to have X, Y, or Z done by then. Whereas, you know, when you're um, self-publishing, it's like you control that timeline. It's like, all right, life happens. My son's got a birthday. We're going on vacation. It's like, I can move this timeline, uh, if need be, you know, whereas like I actually ended up canceling one vacation and like working the entire other vacation, like on edits and stuff because they were due and we had to get them back because the, all, all the stuff that I don't even know in the, you know, line of all the things were going to happen. Um, in like, and so like that just added a whole lot of stress, undue stress in my opinion. So, that's something I would warn younger Bob about last year, Bob, or two years ago, Bob, whatever, um, or anyone else thinking about going that route. Uh, yeah. So it's like, I, I don't, and I don't want to deter people from going that route, but I think yeah. don't just go starry eyed thinking, well, I'm going to get a big advance. Cause even if yeah. you do, like it may not be as valuable as you think it is, you know, when you think about how much time you're going to spend, cause you're going to spend more time traditionally publishing than if you, self-published. Um, I'm absolutely convinced of that. That's great. Um, Bob, this has been awesome. Where can people go uh, to find out more about you and to buy the new book? Sure. Yeah. I mean, the book's everywhere. Um, yeah. It's Simple Money, Rich Life, uh, Achieve True Financial Freedom. What is our subtitle? And Design a Life of Eternal Impact. Um, so yeah, it's on Amazon. Uh, we actually, one of the things we did though, uh, I don't know if you gave me this idea, but we created a three-day challenge out of the book. I pulled three of the most important concepts out of it. And so it's just threedaymoneychallenge.com. And so you can go get that there if anybody wants a sneak peek. And then you can decide if you like it before you buy it. It's a great way to test it out. Cool. What a great idea. Three. And is it the number three? Both. Or it's spelled out three? Oh, Both of nice. them. Three-day money SEO challenge. guy. He's got, he's got well, the redirects. <laughs> got to think of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So... Either way you want to spell it, uh, you said three-day money challenge. Three-day money challenge.com. Yep. 
threedaymoneychallenge.com. Check it out, or you can go directly on Amazon or wherever else. Uh, Simple Money, Rich Life. Bob, you're the man. Appreciate you. Thank you, Chandler. Appreciate it, brother. Thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode of the Self-Publishing School Podcast. I know there's so many places that you can be spending your time. There's other podcasts that you can be listening to, YouTube channels that you can be watching. Uh, so thank you so much. It means the world. Now, I want you to do three things right now if you found this episode. All right, number one, I don't know if you know this, but we've got a YouTube channel. It's a companion channel to this podcast. All the video versions of the episode are on the YouTube channel. So number one, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Number two, if you're listening to this podcast wherever, whether this is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, number two, I want you to subscribe to this podcast right now so you don't miss a future episode. Uh, And then number three, this is probably the most important, uh, leave a review on the podcast. All right. Reviews are super important and help this podcast get discovered by other people. Uh, So number three, leave a review on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. If you're on the fence about scheduling a publishing consultation call with my team, maybe you're not quite ready uh, for that, I've got some free training that I think will be really helpful for you. All right, all you have to do is go to register to sign up. Go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. When you do, you're also going to get a free digital copy of my new book, Published. And on that training, you're going to learn the next step, so how to implement with your book. So how to write, how to publish, how to launch successfully. So go to register right now at selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. I'll see you there.